and welcome back to Geeks with Kids, the internet's number one geeky podcast from a parenting point of view. I am your host, Eric, and joining me this week is Hawk. Why do I keep on hey. saying this week? It's it's pretty much daily recording. Yeah, this week. We're then this week. You this know? week, yeah. So it's Friday, yeah. which means we're talking about Star Wars Clone Wars, the best Star Wars story out there right now. Uh, we yeah. just saw season seven, episode five, Gone with the Trace. And as with every other episode, it starts with a quote. If there is no path before you, create your own. So let's, uh, let's jump into the summary. After crashing her speeder in the lower levels of Coruscant, Ahsoka befriends Trace Martez, who offers to help work on her speeder. Some thugs come to ask Trace for some money her sister Rafa owes them. Trace and Ahsoka fight them off. Ahsoka then helps work on some of Rafa's droids, which turn out to be violence-prone binary load lifters. Ahsoka helps Trace deactivate them, reaching out to the Force to do so. After doing this, we find out that Rafa sells the droids, even though there was this whole idea of, well, they're, they're going to a bad place and they're, they're pretty much... Yeah, they're going to destroy prim- things. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there, there was this moral quandary at the end of the episode where, you know, Trace didn't know what to feel about her sister selling the, the droids. But Rafa was like, you know what? If we don't do it, someone else is going to do it and it's still going to get done. So we might as well get paid. Sure. That's life on 1313. <laughs> exactly. And Ahsoka obviously has trouble with that idea. But anyway, let's start from the top. So at the beginning of the episode, we sort of see Ahsoka finding her new norm post leaving the Jedi Order, which leads us to going to see 1313 for the first time. What do you think of yeah. um, seeing this legendary? We'd been hearing about 1313 for such a long time. We finally got to go there. Do you know, uh, should we, did you want to explain to the audience what 1313 is? Uh, 1313 was this project, uh, uh, Star Wars story that was going to be a, the next video game. I can't remember when this was, it was about, like the early 2000s. 2010, sorry, the early 2010s. Yeah, early 2010s. And that was going to be written by Mary Hennig, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, uh, and uh, was going to explore Coruscant's underground, underworld, uh, the lower levels, the uh, poverty strewn, crime ridden. Uh, it was, it's actually a- Amy Hennig, the creator of Uncharted. Amy Hennig, sorry. So yeah, this was going to be a- uh, Amy Hennig's, uh, you know, it was her first foray into Star Wars. Her first forays. In, if this was going to be Amy Hennig's first foray into the Star Wars universe in a video game, and uh, we were also excited. It, there was an amazing trailer. You can still see it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much Uncharted, but in Star Wars. Yes, um, which is what we want. And we found out later after the the project dissolved that it was all going to center around a young Boba Fett uh, learning his craft, and then going through bounties on 1313, which was a lower level on Coruscant. So levels go down and it was one of the seedier, more violence prone areas of Coruscant. Not saying that Coruscant is all sunshine. It's not all rays and and sunshine. (laughs) But this is one of the the worst parts. That's why only bounty hunters and scum, scum of the earth would go there. Yeah. Um, We got to see a little bit of it in the clone wars, uh, episode two, I believe. Uh, but there, we, there were there were there were times when we hit different levels of um of Coruscant, especially there was that big sequence where like that kaiju looking thing was wrecking havoc. I can't remember what season that was. You remember that? Oh, I think that was season one. Yeah, the uh, the the armor plated beast and that that uh, yeah. they the confiscated. Yeah. So we find Ahsoka trying to figure out herself. She's not quite the person we. She's definitely not the person we see in Rebels because. <laughs> When she, when we see in Rebels, she's so confident and sure of herself, right? She knows her Jedi power. She knows what she 
wants to do with it. But right now, she's still reeling from the fact that her family, the Jedi Order, had betrayed her. What do you think of this idea? It's a, it's great. It gives her this like kind of clean slate, um, you know, being out, out of the order and that. And it, but it also opens up all these worlds of peril for her and that, you know, because she's a Jedi without the backing of the order. Uh, she's mm-hmm. on her own. Um, not a great start to this this path uh, on her own either. And that does, she has a speeder bike crash land and introduces us to a new character in the Star Wars universe, Trace yeah. Martez. Yeah, so Trace Martez was such a good parallel to Ahsoka. There's mm-hmm. so many different um, traits that are different. There's so many traits that she has in common with Ahsoka. They both were able to quickly think on their feet. They both have this love of mechanics. They have this sense of morals that is really strong. And they're both young, scrappy, and hungry for those Hamilton fans out there. Yeah. She, Trace wasn't afraid of a fight. And she also wasn't afraid to you know, take perilous risks in order to try and fix, you know, the, the mistakes and problems in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this idea of trust and Ahsoka definitely throughout this episode, she wasn't sure if she could trust Trace, but there, there was a bond growing between her. And, sure. Uh, a bond forms between them out of circumstance. Uh, Ahsoka needs her bike fix. She's lacking in credits, but apparently in, in 1313, you know, everybody is. Uh, mm-hmm. So she uh, tentatively accepts help from Trace. Yeah, there's that whole dialogue um, section at the beginning where she's like, why would you help me? And she's like, it's just the, the right thing to do. And yeah. you can see that Ahsoka wants to believe her, but she can't quite after all that she's gone through. But Trace can't turn her back on people. And Ahsoka can't turn her back on people. Just like the Jedi Order had done to her, unfortunately. I know. It's still stung. And especially seeing that, that, that little prologue at the beginning mm-hmm. of her leaving and that knowing that this is where her new life starts and that. And we know exactly. that, you know. That we know that there's the big things in in the works for her and that, but we, you know, this is where it all starts. Hmm. There's this also this we were talking about um, off mic that so we see the parallel of Trace uh, being very moral, um, but their her older sister is a little more manipulative, uh, desperate, um, and more seedy, sort of like the people we expect to see on thirteen thirteen. And if yeah, we parallel, we can parallel that to the Jedi Order, who you know sort of did what they had to do. And, you know, they betrayed Ahsoka, which is unfortunate, but yeah. I guess that's what happens during times of war, right? Yeah. Well, this seems to be, you know, this is kind of a world that's, uh, that's a little bit uh, away from the war that we, we yeah. know. And this, this is, a, and this also opens up a lot of possibilities about it for Ahsoka and that, because it's a world she doesn't know. It's a world that's not really affected by the war. Yeah. And um, I feel like she's going to cut her teeth down here, right? Yeah, this it's a world that where people live under under the thumb of other people and that other and you know when we say other people we mean the gangster culture. Yeah, there's a there's the uh, the idea that Ahsoka when we see her in Rebels is so world ready, like she knows how the world works, and she was very idealistic as a Jedi in the Jedi Order. But as as um what's her name in as a spy? I can't remember right now. Um, okay. I want to say Tannis, right. but that's uh. That's uh, that's Raiders of the Last Lark, <laughs> but uh, anyway, she she was definitely she knew what she had to do um, in Rebels, and sure, she she, she, did she had a lot of responsibilities. She well, she was uh, was she, she was like the top general. spy of. Um, she wasn't a general. She was a commander, wasn't she? Yeah, but she kept on going up. 
who knows, right? Yeah. Especially at the end no, of so Rebels, she was somebody was who was in charge of like galactic space missions and that and assaults mm-hmm. and you know, commanding fleets and fighter pilots. And that. now she's in this element. She has, you know, she's just tentatively getting to know and she's very wary in that. And as we as we can see in that, there's never any mention of her, you know, leaving the order. She doesn't use her powers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh I think we can both say we both enjoyed this episode, this new yeah. arc of stories in the last season of the Clone Wars. Uh, I just, Immensely. It, it uh, was such yeah. a good turn from what we saw. Like it was soldier based before that. And now we have a character study of uh, yeah. Doka. And I just, I love it. It's so good. The show is and, uh, so good. And people that are snoozing on it are missing out on the best Star Wars. I know. Uh, yeah, we all have kind of feelings about the the, the movies and that, but in these episodes and that, the, the relationships that form are, you know, are they just seem genuine and intuitive. And a story just kind of unfolds. She crash lands on the pad, uh, this pad. She meets this person and that. She gets involved in their life. And it just unfolded brilliantly. It, it feels so real. Like it's set in a fantasy science fiction uh, realm, but everything feels like it's grounded and feels like it could happen to you despite the, the use of force powers. Um, <laughs> well, you know, we don't know if we can do that. Who, who knows? Maybe, maybe well, one day. Um, well, I don't know about you, but <laughs> what'd you think of the idea that Ahsoka? So at the end, she really struggled with the idea of whether she should use her powers on this level um, to save her friend, Trace. I'm going to say she friend more- because they seem like it was a real it was a real character study for her in that you know yeah. maintaining her anonymity uh throughout this whole thing uh you know pulling off some pretty amazing feats and that uh, just without using her jedi powers without using her powers just through her her wit and intelligence uh but when it came down to it in that she would not allow uh this new friend and that to pass and that you know yeah. she caught a perfect moment in that to use it but at the yeah. same time, it was a big leap because it, 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 you know, it would it exposed her for who she was. Yeah, I love that. We were talking about this in the last episode, but the animation is so good, and seeing that little kid um, yeah. realize what Ahsoka was doing with her force powers was so good. It was just a glimpse of a shot, and yeah. you can just know you know that everything, all those stories are going through her head, and there's that wonderment in her eyes. And I was like, oh my god, animation, so good, so good. How about? How about getting a, uh, that uh, perspective from Trace about how the people in 1313 viewed the Jedi Order? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. Like, they don't go down there. This is it's no. like the Wild West. That's, that's what I loved when I heard Amy Hennig talk about the game was like, this is a place that there's no law. There is, yeah. there's, there's no control. So as you go further down, you go further away from the people that are, quote unquote, in charge. Yeah, truly. Like uh, the one thing I noted was that when that droid goes on its rampage and that, there's never any, you know, there's never any authorities. That there's no police. No, there's no police. like, well, we got to run out of the way or we're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's incredible. And fortunately, you know, Ahsoka's a gunslinger. It's yeah. just how much she chooses to reveal to her and that because, you know, her uh, Trace's views of the Jedi and that, that puts up another barrier to it, uh, you know, that they're going to have to overcome. I can't imagine that anyone down there have good thoughts about the Jedi, especially since they felt they probably feel that they're just being uh, left out. Right. 
just being they just live these lives you know like day to day and that you know mm-hmm. you know it's all about you know kind of getting over in the next day and that that's what makes you know the the family dynamic interesting and that between rafa and trace and that uh trace has these you know she's young and she ha- you know she has a good ideas heart a good moral center in that you know and probably is a bit of a dreamer still in that for her age and that uh, but her well, sister when she was talking about her ship right she's yeah. a total dreamer speech right there totally but rafa she's she's older obviously a little um, more world weary and beaten down and desperate too in that mm-hmm. um, we're introduced to her I, i'm gonna say that was a laundromat that was the front for the 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 underground droid factory it did that's what it looked like i thought so yeah. too um yeah. such a good thing i love dave filoni he is my star wars savior sure the fact that he was under the wing of george lucas everything in this feels star warsy yeah that's the but that's what's beautiful that's the best that's the best, that's the best credit yeah right to yeah because we all, you know we we love it we love him in uh, as far as his writing in tv series and that and clone wars and that it almost makes me not want to see him like put in charge of a movie in that or a movie franchise because he just does so much better with that short 22 minutes for the clone wars and a format delorean too right which the mandalorian was a bit longer going into more out but at the same time he still handled it beautifully and that you know i I think he needs that time to unfold these stories the way he'd like to. I think Star Wars would be better in the longer format in in a TV show or serialized movies or not serialized movies or like mini movies on TV. Yeah. 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 It's perfect. Oh man. well, I'm, I'm thinking Star Wars as a franchise is going to be heading towards the, the the serialized TV and that on Disney plus. So uh, I hope so. I hope so myself. Yeah, I, I I know they're 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 doing trilogies or they're doing one-off movies, but really, I'd rather just see longer stories with uh, more in-depth character studies on Disney Plus, like you're saying. Sure. But you know, let's throw this out to our listeners. What do you think of this episode? Where do you think Star Wars is headed? Why don't you send us an email? Contact us on social media. We are everywhere. Thank you, Hawk, for coming on and talking about Star Wars again. Thank you. Oh, we only have five more episodes before this season is done and Clone Wars is done. <laughs> Here, oh, but you know what that means? More Ahsoka, more Anakin, more Obi-Wan, definitely more Obi-Wan we need. But yeah, I look forward to it. And thank you all for listening to us talk about Star Wars. Have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at Geeks With Kids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.